we went in with an open mind, and I felt bad because they spent $100 million. This is something that, you know, people have been saying that they want. You know, I really want a good Noah movie. You know, Bill Maher is like, oh, you can't be satisfied. No, I know. Uh-uh. No, because this is nothing like a good rock people, Bill. Rock people. And people like Bill Maher will say, well, you believe in a sky god. Yeah, but I don't believe in rock people. Okay. I, I just, I have a hard time with that one. It did. The, the director informed me that he thought the theme song should be longer, so I'm going to make it longer. And he wants it to continue to go in the background. It was, I'll admit, an abrupt change before. Like, I would just, it'd be 30 seconds, and then i just cut it. So we'll, we'll work it out. We are back from our spring break. Uh, refreshed, I would hope. In your case, because you did nothing. There's no Courtney's Corner. You, you brought nothing I've to the table. I've been very busy. <laughs> As have I, trying to salvage this show. Holy shit. Uh, we took a spring break, but it was not intentional. We had no choice because I, I, as close as you can to metaphorically burning this show to the ground, I almost destroyed everything. Uh, basically, what happened, I'll try to make this as quick. Uh... Oh, actually, I should mention, if this is the first time you're listening to the show, I recommend go listen to episode 9, uh, because this is our first episode since then, and it was unanimous between all the people involved in this show, all three, that that was the best episode we have done thus far, and uh, it had a certain energy to it that I was hoping to carry out on the next episode, and then that was when everything failed miserably, and we didn't do a show for a week, but... Um, all right, all right, tell the story. Looking over the, I'm not, I wanted to mention something about the last episode. Okay. I was looking over the uh, critiques of the show that the director sent us, and uh, there, there was one line where it was just a lone comment, and all it said was, fuck you both for singing George Strait. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really liked that. So that's all I wanted to say about the last episode. Can I, uh, can I go at my own pace? Are you, you going to tell me when I'm supposed to tell the fucking story, or what? Is this, is this court? <laughs> this is Trev. So what happened was uh, I was downloading an update and trying to order concert tickets at the same time. Not my what best. What was the concert? The concert is uh, I will be attending a Nine Inch Nails and Soundgarden concert. So oh. <laughs> if I go there, I will close my eyes and for a, an hour or two pretend I am in late 90s. 90s generation. Actually, it's not sound, like Soundgarden I'm uh, about, but Nine Inch Nails is one of my favorite bands. They provide the theme song for this show. Okay. And... Uh, 
They provided a lot of music for the show. If you remember, the Courtney's Corner music is also Nine Inch Nails. Okay, so. thank you. <laughs> so I'll be seeing them in concert, and uh, Soundgarden just happens to be there, too. Death Grips was supposed to be the opener. Why the not... name Nine Inch Nails? Do you mean the, is the nail that is nine inches long or nine inch long nails? Uh, the name of the band, actually, he admitted was just, he came up with a list of names and wanted to find one that looked good, abbreviated, and he picked that one. Uh, the rumor was amongst fans that it represented the uh, nails that nailed Jesus' hands to the cross were nine inches in length, but that was not. Nope, they overthought that one. <laughs> they, they really did. Anyway, that's not relevant to the story. Okay. I was trying to order these concert tickets, and the concert ticket ordering process as everyone knows is just bullshit it is just they rape you all along the way you spend so much money and it is so difficult to spend that money and i was actually micromanaging someone else trying to order the tickets which made it that much more stressful so i wasn't in my best judgment and i was downloading an update for mavericks i have a mac it was a little security update and it wouldn't leave me alone so i finally clicked fucking update and uh, it got to where it said about 10 seconds remaining and that lasted about 15 minutes. So I took it upon myself to remove the battery from the laptop in the middle of an update. Now, for those of you who have ever updated your computer, you'll know there's a warning message that says, do not reset, turn off, or unplug this computer. I literally just did this to my computer last week. <laughs> did you really? Yes. Did I was writing scholarship essays, and it updated. It went ahead and just started to turn my computer off on its yeah. own. It said... It's configuring Windows. Whatever you do, don't turn it off. Yeah. It's like, no, and I pressed the power button. Oh, so did it fuck yours as bad as it fucked mine? No, it just took two days to turn back on. Oh, okay. Well, that was an easy fix for you. Mine, just <laughs> gone. Everything was gone. <laughs> I booted it back up, and there it is in recovery mode. And I thought I had lost all my shit, and I had a bit of a mental breakdown. We have these uh, three candle holders that my father put in the living room that I keep knocking over. He placed them in the middle of a rug in the perfect spot, so no matter how hard I try to maneuver around them, they all fall right back down. So in this episode, I took the tallest one, and I just smashed it on the ground and it shattered into pieces and I threw it away and I never mentioned it and he still doesn't know what happened to it so I'm just I'm gonna leave that alone and uh, it was in recovery mode I sat for 10 minutes trying to figure it out and I, I discovered that my stuff was still there I just had no way of getting to it which is okay uh we're, we're I'm still working on getting my shit back I haven't done it yet because um so basically, okay, so that happened, and I realized I had to get my shit off of there, and there's no way to do that because my other hard drives are full, so I have to get a new hard drive, right? So I, I fly out to Walmart. I am so pissed. I am beyond pissed. I still don't know if I'm going to get to go to the concert yet. I think I've lost everything for the show and it, all of my personal information. So I, I got in the car. I plugged in my iPod. First thing I do is plug in the iPod to the auxiliary port, and I, I pick a soundtrack for this moment. And, of course, it's Nine Inch Nails, and this is literally the song. This is my go-to song for when I am in this kind of a mood. So, so this is going on in the background. I am flying to Walmart, and one of the best parts of the story is as I'm flying to Walmart, I actually passed you. You were actually, you were driving right past McDonald's and you had this, your usual look of just total anxiety, <laughs> like, just not a fan Wait, of life. when was this? This, uh, I don't know, it was last, we were going to do a show that day, so it would have been last Friday. Oh. 
I was probably going to McDonald's. Anyway, so yeah, I actually passed you in this moment, and, and oh. it was it was surreal. Everything was about the show. <laughs> <laughs> My whole world was this show, and I go out to Walmart. I have to fork over. I think it was like sixty dollars for a five hundred gigabyte you know hard drive, which I will take back as soon as I'm done using it. I have the receipt and everything. Um, but I began to transfer the files over, hoping optimistically, and you know I'm not a very optimistic person, that we would be ready by that night. And uh, it, it estimated, it told me about an hour remaining. That progressed into about three hours remaining. Your files will be transferred in approximately six hours. Twelve hours remaining. Twenty hours remaining. This progressed until eventually all my computer said was about a day. That that was the the point that I gave up when my computer just said about a day, uh, not even really an estimate of any increment of time. It might as well have just said uh, go away. It might as well have said eventually your files will be transferred. Eventually, holy shit! How did how did that pass the Apple uh, committee? How how does that go through corporate? We'll just if it gets I think to the point. Maybe nobody would mess up that bad. That it would take about a day. They figured, you know, we put a, a huge, very clear message at the beginning of every update. Do not turn off or unplug. <laughs> Nobody's going to do it. Nope, me. So uh, I still haven't. I finally sent it to our production team, Adam, who is no longer our production team, but was willing to help me with this. His computer did it in like a few hours. But uh, we're still working on that. So that's why we took a spring break. We took a week off. Did anything happen to you in your week off? Did you enjoy your time? I went to Chicago. Right. What did you do there? I went to see the live show of a better podcast. Oh, you went to saw uh, the Night Vale? Mm-hmm. I went to see their live show. How um, was that? It was really good. It was really nice. It was a really big gathering of dorks, and I <laughs> felt at home. <laughs> Bunch of podcast people. Yeah, no, you, you won't imagine. I had my 3DS in my purse with me because I wanted to pick up the play points by walking around Chicago with it, you know? Right. And I got so many spot passes from being in that theater. 23 people in that theater had their 3DSs on them, <laughs> and I now have their homes in Animal Crossing, and I have ordered furniture from them. Nintendo owns that, that nerdy little market. Uh, the director and I are actually attending the uh, first annual, 26th annual comedy festival in Chicago, which will have podcaster Mark Marin, uh, comedians Tig Notaro, Kyle Kinane. Yeah, she's good. Uh, comedy Bang Bang, which is another podcast. And uh, I think that's the show. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That's uh, in June, though. Anyway, we played that clip at the top of the show. The, the Noah movie is being talked about on literally every cable news channel, I think, at this point, from conservatives who feel that it's not biblically accurate to liberals who are making fun of the conservatives who think it's not biblically accurate. But the Glenn Beck comment was so... He won't believe in rock people. That's preposterous, but openly admits... He just he refers to him as a sky god. He's like, yeah, a sky god, but not rock people. Where do you draw the line? And that's not in the Bible. That part isn't in the Bible. But it, it's... And the director said... The director, first of all, is an atheist. 
And he openly admitted that this really doesn't have to do with the Bible past the title and the characters and the, the setting and the events. It, it, he said he used creative license and it was just meant to be entertainment mm-hmm. and apparently more of an environmental message. But uh, I didn't have the sound clip to this because I was just watching Glenn Beck's show to see what else he said. And there was a point where he said uh, one of the most ridiculous parts of the movie to him was when Noah is told by God to kill his whole family. And he goes, that's just ridiculous. Noah is a psychotic, maniac, homicidal killer who's going to kill his whole family. Oh, right, right. And while that didn't happen in the Bible, in in the story of Noah, there literally is a story in the Bible where that is the whole point. It's called the binding of Isaac. And God literally tells Abraham, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna need to kill your son, otherwise you don't love me." So, hmm. and Abraham's like, uh, 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 "Do I have to?" And God's like, "If you don't do it, you don't love me." And so Abraham's like, "Okay, God, if you say so." And he and he gets himself worked up. He emotionally and physically, mentally prepares himself to kill his own son, uh, this creature that he helped create and bring into this world he will now end because god tells him he has to and he marches up this mountain and he he i think it was a mountain maybe a hill doesn't really matter (laughs) and and he he puts them he gets ready to sacrifice them and just as he's about to kill his own son god goes oh my god oh my fucking god you were actually gonna do it you were so gonna kill your own son holy shit dude that's fucked up and abraham's like what what are you talking about god's like all right i get it you love me but holy shit i can't believe you almost killed your own son you should have seen yourself and all abraham can do to respond at this point is like i I gotta fucking kill something and then he goes and he finds a ram and randomly sacrifices it that is a story in the Bible, but yet Glenn Beck thinks it's preposterous that God would ever tell Noah to kill his family. Did he do it? Did Noah kill his family? Yes. Not in the movie. No, he doesn't. He gets no. to the, again. He gets to the point where he's about now, to, and then yeah. This is the same man who chased another man for decades over stealing a loaf of bread. Noah Crow. Oh, Russell Crow. <laughs> It is not Russell Crowe. It is Noah. It's Russell Crowe. No. Yeah, you really can't look past that. Nope, it's Russell Crowe. Any movie with Russell Crowe. It's like Nick Russell Cage. Crow. Nick Cage. You're like, this isn't Ghost Rider. This is Nicolas Cage with a skeleton head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, anyway. That's so stupid. I st- I didn't want to see the movie because I thought it was about the Bible. Now that I've learned that it has nothing to do with the Bible and it pisses people off, it's my kind of movie. I'll probably never see it. It's still probably Russell Crowe. Crow. He was Peter Pan too, correct? Yes, he Russell was. Pretty... <laughs> Russell Pan. I have so many notes. I don't even know what I want to get to next because we took a week off and I had a whole show prepared and then that went to shit. The weather. Oh, God. It's been getting warmer now. So I've been exercising more in the uh, sex dungeon to prepare myself for summer. Been on the treadmill a lot. And listen, I consider myself to be somewhat of a family man in that I, I, I think it's important for family to stick together. You know, it's it's your tribe, your people. They're there for each other no matter what, through thick and thin. Endo-cannibalism. <laughs> and uh, 
but you know there are some relatives I, I just there are times in my life when I, I can't fucking stand them and I was this happens I was running on the treadmill mid-workout and my cousin Angie this is a 30 some year old woman comes over to the house just uh, drunk as could be she stumbles downstairs with a, a brand new bottle of beer and some cigarettes with her. As I am trying to work out, I have my iPod. She scares the shit out of me by approaching me from behind, which is not a good idea when I'm in motion. She scares the shit out of me. I, I, I recollect myself. I collect myself. Uh, and I, I, I try to, you know, be polite and, you know, shoo her out of the basement. She's not having it. All she came down was to say goodbye. That was the whole purpose of her coming down here was to tell me that she was leaving. Uh, she takes the brand new bottle of beer slams it into the cup holder of the treadmill, which it was perfectly sealed until it fell out of the cup holder instantly, bursts open below onto the treadmill, onto the moving belt that I am still walking on, bursts everywhere, just beer foaming all over my workout station, if you will. She ignores it, gets a cigarette out, lights it, takes a puff, blows the smoke into my face, and flicks the ashes on our studio floor. And this all happened in a 30-second increment, like the Tasmanian devil. She barged down here, stumbled, spilled, smoked. Holy shit. This is what I have to deal with. So much shit in this basement. And finally, she just left when she wanted to. I don't know. It was like a 10-minute conversation. But I, my relatives, they have no sense of, of space. They have no sense of... You don't have to deal with that. Can you at least admit that you don't have anything like that? I don't have much family, so <laughs> I don't. You don't have... And it's not... You're not missing out. You're not missing out. I'm telling you. Oh, the shit that goes on. That's not technically the studio part. It's the back... It's the sex dungeon part of the yeah, studio. It's, it's the back there. Part. It's behind you and your, your tree. But oh my God. And now, um, and this doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but another thing I've had to deal with back there is uh, the dog shit. You know, because that makes sense all winter long when it actually is kind of tedious to go outside and it's cold. It, not, not a problem. But now that it is actually warming up and it is such a simple task to take a dog outside and we don't have to walk her. It's a leash that is, you know, screwed into the ground. You so just, wait, 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 wait. What you're telling me yeah. is that when it's cold outside, yeah. you'll just have your dog defecate in the basement and you'll just be like, okay. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's the opposite. When it's cold outside, they, we take her out no problem. Collectively, communally, this household has no problem. But then it gets warmer and that shit happens. Like, oh. I don't understand. The, the process becomes that much better, that much sim- more simplified, that much easier. But now is the time when people are just like, eh, she'll shit in the basement, which nobody else is down here but me, usually. And I don't know what it is, if it's her diet or if it is the atmosphere of this basement, but it like freeze dries it, oh. which makes it that much more goddamn difficult to pick up because it's in crumbles. <laughs> it is, it, 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 it's, it's dried, crumbled, and old. It looks like a failed Roman empire. My dog shits temple ruins, oh. and it is impossible for me to pick up with one wad of toilet paper. So between that and the relatives, I, I, I got to get out of this basement. I... I don't know. We're going to have to relocate the show. Where should we do it? Let's do an outdoor episode. Let's let's set this up on the deck outside. Sure. Why no, not? Because then it'll rain or something. Mm. Anyway, that killed 20 minutes. You didn't have any exciting Chicago stories, the drive down there, the people you met, any conversations with those Oh, weirdos? yes, we did a thing. 
a thing happened. Uh, okay. Here we go. I was at Union Station. Yes. And me and my friends just sat down to eat our train station meal while we waited for our home train to arrive. What does this train station meal consist of? By um, way? we went to an Obon Pan, which is- it's of chain, so I'm gonna pronounce it. We went to an Alban Pain, and um. <laughs> We got wraps and we just went to our table and we ate it. And when we went to our table originally, there were two oranges on it, like half peeled. And it was the only free table. So we're like, okay, we'll take it. So we sat our stuff down. One of our friends stayed there while the other two went to go for food. Apparently, while we were gone, a woman came up to that friend and apparently they were her oranges. So she took them and left. So we went back, sat down, started our meal. Our friend told us the story. We're like, wow, that's weird. And then that friend eventually left with her mother, you know, right. came together because they were staying in Chicago a few days longer. So we sit there, we're eating our meal, and this woman in a red tracksuit comes up to us. She says, sorry, sits down across from us, and begins having a conversation with the person next to her. The only problem being that there wasn't anybody next to her. (laughs) So this went on for about 45 seconds, and we just kind of sat there like, hmm. And then she got up and scurried away. So she had a conversation with herself. Yeah. What was it about? I Did you happen to hear? I was mostly in shock, just like, oh, okay, this is a thing that's happening. Why not? I've always wondered if I'm going to get to that point someday. I internally monologue a lot, mm-hmm. and if I'm in my own house, I will talk to myself. Oh, yeah, I yeah. like talk to myself like crazy. But I've never done it in public, and I, I the mm-hmm. moment I start doing it in public, there are a few times at Kmart when I have caught myself <laughs> doing it. I'm like, no, 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 you can't, you can't do this. That's the difference between being crazy and, you know. No, if I start doing what I do when I'm alone in front of people, I'm going to get, like, locked up somewhere (laughs) because all I do is yell and sing. Like, I'll be having, like, a conversation with myself, which then reminds me of a show tune, which I will then have to sing. Right. Like, I'll act out entire musicals (laughs) by myself. Excellent. So, anyway, we are back. We are working as of right now. Up and running, if you will. And we will take a quick break. When we come back, I will talk about what's trending. Limping. What? Instead of up and running, like ump and limping. Oh, up and right. Okay. That up was, and crawling. Yeah. All right. That was worth up it. Up and stumbling. I should have ignored you. All right. We'll be right back. Trev Richards. Some, somehow using his cell phone at 1.48 in the morning. Why to is that look important? for porn, Dan. Porn. Well, okay. Uh, if it, whatever, what? whatever, yeah, whatever it was for, though, he was claiming that they Porn. were asleep in bed at 10 p.m. that night. Dan, Nancy, we thank you both. I noticed neither of you want to touch it with a 10-foot pole that he was up trolling the internet for porn just before he kills her. But I'll save that for another day. Actually, Nancy, we just have to get to the weather. But we want to thank you for joining us. So, uh, Ginger, speaking of. Disco Diet by, that French? by Slow Dance. I have no idea, but it's not uh, English. That's all I know. It's not America. It's not America. <laughs> I can tell you that much. If something's America, Courtney, I know it's America. So anyway, that clip was Nancy Grace, in case you didn't catch it. The, the director sent me that. It was beautiful. 
obsessed with porn for some reason. She's obsessed with everything. <laughs> what were you going to say? I'm obsessed with her <laughs> impending All demise. Right. Everybody's talking about, uh, quickly, the Louis C.K. Saturday Night Live episode. I haven't seen the episode either. I watched the monologue. I saw. I caught most of the monologue. It was. I, that was where my, my response to that monologue was, wow. I, he has to, that's material he's obviously worked out at some point, but usually when he does his stand-up, he says he won't use it anywhere else or he'll get rid of it after the end of the year. So I'm not sure if that's, you know, the preview for the next special he's going to record or if that's just exclusive to that episode of SNL. But it was quality material. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that monologue. Because a lot of times, like the opening monologues of SNL, maybe we'd be like, oh, God, okay, well, get on with it, get on with it. But this right. one was really amazing. I mean, well, he's always really good at the stuff he does, though. What the fuck was that? I transmogrified into Nicki Minaj at the end of that. That's your Nicki Minaj? Yes. <laughs> can, because sometimes Can you do a verse rapping, in that voice? Do you know any Nicki Minaj verses? Bitches ain't shit and they ain't say nothing? Can you do at least do that? The I don't know. Come on, try This is for the boys with the boob system. I can't do it because I don't know her raps enough. I'm sorry that I can't do a perfect menage. Menage en toi. You could have brought that to the show. That could have been what you brought this episode, but you failed. I'm sorry. I wasn't prepared. Um, yeah, no, normally the SNL monologue is written by the staff for the celebrity who is no funny and has no sense of reality. But No funny. Comedian. He knew what he was doing. It was fun. I like the God part. The uh, atheist, you know, because mm-hmm. it's true. <laughs> he was like, I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave yet, but that doesn't mean, you know. Wait for the young cable. Yeah, you can look it up. Microsoft. Oh, well, that was not a transition. Okay, I'm transitioning into. Speaking what's trans- of segues, <laughs> uh, Microsoft has released Office for iPad. That means nothing to me. I don't have an iPad. Means well, I have a, a lot of people Fire do. that sits on my windowsill and doesn't work. Right. Well, for those of you out there with an iPad, you Apple connoisseurs like me. Uh, although I'm not so much. I, I hate my phone. The, after the computer tobacco, I don't know. I'm considering switching. But I have no viable alternative. I'm going to go to Linux. Mm. Who has Linux hurt? Nobody. There's a gas station in town that uses the Linux Penguin. Have you ever seen Tux the Penguin? No. As their logo for a brand of ice. And the only change they did to him was they gave him like a, a Excalibur like sword. <laughs> yeah. And there's no copyright because Linux is open source so they can legally do that. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Microsoft Office has, or Microsoft has released Microsoft Office for iPad. It features the standard programs with the dominant productivity suite, Word, PowerPoint, and Excel. Uh, however, they are free apps if you want to... Uh, read projects or whatever but if you want to create or edit you have to subscribe to microsoft office's 365 service which is 70 dollars a year Ooh. and that's just the starting price so mm. eh, i don't need it I, i've never been a fan of office suites on uh, touchscreen or mobile devices i can't you know chelsea handler is leaving the e-network at the end of her nine month, uh, the remaining nine months she has on her contract, she is not going to renew it. Uh, there is speculation that she'll be moving on to a different network. Well, uh, during an appearance on the Howard Stern show, she told him, quote, they don't know what they're doing. They have no idea. It's a failure. So Chelsea Handler hates E all of a sudden. I've always said it's a shit network. And we're going to work in their website to Courtney's Corner into future installments. If you would ever take me up on the idea. You watch your back, Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I think she should replace Piers Morgan on CNN. Piers Morgan lost his interview, his news and political show. I want Chelsea Handler to sit there and interview fucking political pundits. Anyway, 
a five-year study by Canadian medical researchers has concluded that being underweight is actually riskier than being overweight and even being obese. Uh, the study was conducted at St. Michael's Hospital and La Caching Knowledge Institution on 51 subjects. But here's the interesting part that I read. Most of the people who were underweight were heavy on alcohol, involved in drug abuse, chain smokers, poor, in poor mental health, and slash or had low self-esteem. So these are the subjects they used for the underweight patients and said, yeah, no, being underweight is definitely worse than being overweight because they picked the worst, like the shittiest people, not in terms of character, but in terms of circumstance. Well, there had to be a control. No. They said all of the people that were underweight had one of these uh, Well, they had, to, ha- well, they had to have a control somewhere. I don't know. They'll have to do another study. That's like, you know, study says that. Because you have to do several of them. Right. A five-year study says that trucks are actually more efficient than cars. For five years, we took this Cadillac uh, Escalade truck model and compared it to this Pinto, <laughs> this beat-up Pinto, and we have concluded that trucks are more efficient. You know, I mean, that's, that's what that study is to me. Oh, and of course, a huge story that is still ongoing, the Malaysia Airlines Flight 370, which Mm -hmm. disappeared. It is still missing as of right now. It was last heard of on March 8th. Uh, The thing with uh, with it, though, now is the time is ticking because the black box beacon, which is equipped uh, in every plane that uh, sends out a ping for searchers to find the plane. The battery life to this device only lasts about 30 days, and so time is uh, counting down March 8th. What, this is March 30th that we're taping this episode, so that's 22 days. Oh, shit, we got eight days left, Courtney. Well, they have a general idea of where it is, but that general idea is also, like, a very large area, like a thousand miles outside of Perth. Well, actually, that's what I was going to mention while I was uh, preparing for the show. It wasn't found, but actually in the process of between preparing for the show and when we were taping, they actually did find the flight. And it turns out that uh, production team Adam's father hijacked the plane and took it down. It is something he would do. It is. Uh, as you know, he is not only a member of Al-Qaeda, but he is one of the leading figures. He's a, the, a colonel of Al-Qaeda, or, you know, a, a commander, whatever their ranks are. Okay. He's one of the leading ranks of Al-Qaeda, and uh, sources have said that he hijacked the plane. Okay. For those of you who don't know, I... Uh, actually, I never did explain that story. No, you never did. They're just This is just <laughs> blind hate to them. I think I want to leave it at that. Okay. Maybe we'll explain it someday. hatred. But our former production team, Adam's parents, are shit, particularly his father. <laughs> and that was all that was trending that I uh, happened to care about. Okay. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do the third segment. Uh, we got a couple more things I might want to talk about. Um, I may have had a segment. I'm not sure. Uh, you'll have to stay tuned to figure out. It's a surprise. Keep you on your tiptoes. We'll be back. Tippy toes. <laughs> Trev Richards.
All right. Euphoria. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit neck beardy, isn't it? It's free. We have reached the third and final portion of the show where we, ex- where we experiment and do random things usually. We've talked a lot. We've talked a lot. Mm. We've talked about a lot mm. this episode. Mm-hmm. We covered uh, my hard drive fiasco. Mm-hmm. That was such an ordeal. I've never... Can I just say that uh, because of that, I had to go several days without a computer at all. And things started to happen mentally to me. When you don't have this constant distraction. You have a phone. Of endless... Okay, shut the fuck up. Okay. No, I have used my phone all the time. Because my computer, if it's not plugged into the wall, won't turn on. And even then, it's only sometimes. You're ruining... And if I don't have it in the right, right way in the wall, it sparks. So I could potentially set the house on <laughs> fire. So you shut up about your computer. All right, well, for the purpose of this story, I was without technology. Okay. I felt like Job. I had lost everything, all of my belongings, and I was without any belongings. I went full Buddha. But uh, I did, for whatever reason, I didn't just go to my phone. Then I, I spent an entire day, or half a day, whatever, give or take, just in a room, thinking, just in quiet stillness. <laughs> and... Mentally, things started to change, and I there was a point in my day when I just sat on my living room couch. I stared out the window at a tree, and I wept. <laughs> I literally <laughs> began to weep. I just started kind of crying. I thought about my grandma passing away a few months ago, and that went into a whole emotional journey. Okay. I, I journeyed into the inside of myself. Welcome home. And luckily, I had my computer back. I, I told myself after that happened that I, from now on, I was going to take maybe like a, a day out of every week with no technology. That's not going to happen. And as soon as I got this booted back, I'm like, fuck that. Back to Twitter. So what we have done in this show, uh, certainly a, a huge part of this show is sexuality. We've got a gay host here. Uh, and I, I like to talk about uh, gay issues and issues revolving uh, any sort of part of the world of sexuality, preference, relationships. Is this the segue you're using? This is the segue. Oh. <laughs> and and uh, what Courtney has brought to the table finally this oh. episode is uh, oh, uh, a, the story was that this guy wrote, was it an eight page? Um, yeah, this is a Tumblr post by the person by the URL of Pasturbating. Um, when, okay, so here it is. Kid at my friend's school got expelled because he sent his six-page sex dream to a girl he had never talked to and then proceeded to ask her out after it. I had the picture of him as a bonus, but it's an audio you'll probably not right. see the picture. So right. He's creepy. So I'm, I'm supposed to read it. So Yes, yeah, so we, uh, we all know how well Courtney pleasure. does at reading things. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little music to set the tone, and you're going to read this uh, perhaps in its entirety. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Eight-page uh, sex dream. Fantasy. Yeah, All it's, right. it's in. It's very descriptive. And he got expelled, correct? Yes. That was the background. Mm-hmm. He got expelled from the school because he sent it to her. Or so the story says. I don't believe really anything I see on Tumblr, but right. it's still a good story. For the sake of the story, it's uh, very true. We're gonna read. All right, go ahead. So, I had a dream last night, and that dude reminded me of it. It was a sex dream. So what hap- What happened was, I approached slowly behind you. As a rush of emotion swept over my body. Hold I on. W- Did the music stop? Go ahead. 
I wrapped my long, protective arms around you and kissed your sweet neck. You moaned in pleasure as I licked your neck and sent a paralyzing tingle down it. You bit your lower lip and turned around. You kissed me and our lips locked as fireworks went off. Our tongues danced in each other's as I kissed you over and over, beginning to caress your breasts as your nipples got hard. <sighs> then you took of your shirt and I helped <laughs> take off your bra and wrapped your arms around my neck. <sighs> God, I picked up one of your legs and wrapped it around your body. Oh. You had a skirt and you weren't wearing a thong. And you're Read all, it in a creepier voice. And you're already Oh, I don't want to read come this on, at all. Come on, come on. Commit to it. And you're already wet, tender lips pressed against my leg as I grinded against it, stimulating. You screamed slightly, and then you bit my neck with this newfound excitement. You then got on your knees and pulled down my boxers. Out popped. <laughs> out pop. Out pop. Like pop like, goes the weasel. You won. <laughs> My, I don't like these adjectives. Come on, use them. Dropping hard, meaty, seven and one half inch. <laughs> Ready to release my love potion in you. You licked your lips and stared at the pulsating head. Yeah. And then proceeded to slowly move your mouth, your saliva moistening, and then you move your head down the shaft to my scrotum. You deep throat me more, and then you, you choke. You, you? You, you. Okay. You then deep throat and moan as I shoot a hot loud deep <laughs> past your throat straight into your stomach, filling you s with my sweet tasting love potion. I ungag you, and you gargle and take a huge swallow and say, ah, mmm, <laughs> baby, winky face. And then you lick your lips, and then you wrap your luscious breasts, and engulf me with your warm chest. You move up and down, and lick the head speedily, well, speedily, with your eyes closed. You spread your legs and motion to me with your finger. You bite your finger, and I get ready to insert. You Wait, whisper, I thought he already came. Like twice, it's that third time. <laughs> All right. Um, you whisper in my ear, Diego. What? Diego. Diego. Go, Diego, go. Oh. I really like you. You're gonna bring a childhood cartoon into this. <laughs> Please teach me what it feels like to be a woman. And you close your eyes and your lips part and you grip your fists and tense your muscles as I insert myself deep past your vaginal lips and your vaginal wall enveloping me I stroke in an oat until you scream and then go deep almost hitting your cervix hitting your g-spot and gives you a euphoric trance state I just really want trance music just I'm sorry you should do that we have piano. in post edit that in post no yeah you instruct me 
and wrap your legs around my waist as I thrust in, you pushing to support, and you grip my back and claw. Claw? Yeah, claw. I'm not sure what that was a typo of. I'm having trouble. Oh, and claw. And claw. And claw. She's clawing. Oh, oh she's clawing. Yeah. He's that scratching. Was, yeah, that was strange choice of vocabulary. Yeah. Check your check your diction. You claw me with your paws. <laughs> this is about a cat. Oh. Word pussy is used a lot. <laughs> um That's horrible. Let's see. You scream silently as you are overwhelmed by the volume of my creamy man potion. My That's the energy, second time potion was used. My energy life, which lets people, ellipses, be reborn. And you, and you, the letter you, get the privilege to be the chosen one to attain it. So there is some advanced vocabulary in this. How yeah, old, the, do we the, know how old he was? He was uh, in school. I guess and he was high expelled. school age. I'm guessing it has to be high school. Dude should be an English major. He's got some, uh. I mean, I guess it's not that. Yeah, advanced, you but know, still. English, you know, the, the high literary thing. It's yeah, creamy man potion. I think I have heard <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald use that a number of times. <laughs> Probably. I then pull you up, and as you, your legs are quivering like Bambi, juice running down them, you panting and biting your lower lip and saying, "Oh my God! Oh like my God!" Bambi. Over Bambi. Bambi. So now Bambi. he's bringing cartoons yeah. to this. You did the Diego thing, and he's got Bambi. Your leg is quivering like Bambi. And saying, oh my god, oh my god, over and over. As you begin to come, I shoot your mom. I then... <laughs> oh my god! He then moves on. I then stuff my stiff member inside your... <clears throat> I fuck you so hard, you can't begin to comprehend. You have troubles with daily life, and your mood starts to turn negative on a uh, more frequent basis. You lo- you uh, mope around like Eeyore. Is it Eeyore? Yeah. Like Eeyore for the rest of your days. So he moves on to anal. Oh. And he went deep. You gasped in pleasure, unable to speak. As you moaned, as I groaned, and thrust balls deep inside your anus and into your rectum. I pull out and. Aren't you so glad you brought this to the show? Continue. What was he saying? Uh, I don't even know what to say anymore. Come on, you say read it. it. You want me to read it? Yeah, read this last page. Read the last pages. I don't want to do it anymore. I suppose I could. I can't do this. This is out of my comfort zone. All right. Which means it's in mine. Yes. What part did we stop at? Uh, like the middle point. Probably where it says stuffing my stiff member. In, into the rectum. You gasp in pleasure, unable to speak, and you moan as I groan. And shoot a load in, in your rectum, right? Yeah. I pull out and gape your asshole. Pushing the head in and pulling out swiftly, then repeating several times. Shit, it zoomed out. Oh. You let the cum from your ass fall out onto my cock. And you, first of all, I don't think that's how that would work, would it? It can't just fall out. You're asking me? I'm asking my, I'm asking God. Okay. That's another question for him. It's an open question to the audience. (laughs) Write in your answers now. (laughs) And you lay me on the floor and you lick it off my digj. And suck my cock. Tasting you asshole and liking it. (laughs) What? Tasting you asshole and liking it. 
Nobody, I don't care how horny you are, nobody likes the taste of their own asshole. <laughs> Drunk on heroin, crack, meth at the same time and a Red Bull. You still would not like the taste of your own asshole, of you own asshole. I'm liking this. I should have read it from the beginning. Where are we going? Uh, All right. Then you swiftly deep throat my cock and you vomit on my cock. And I go deeper and faster until you do it again and again. You begging dot me, which because it's begging dot me turned into a link. (laughs) Sorry to think that this probably isn't a real actual story. It doesn't matter. Someone wrote this. So whoever wrote it, you get props for creativity. You begging dot me to go on that I am your master. Is, okay, it goes on to say we're both panting and exhausted, but the the next one is not the it's not the next page. I can't just jump from Are page you sure? to page. Here, let me show you. Give it to me. Here it is. We are both panting and exhausted. I didn't burp into the mic, huh? I did it. And we lay on the bed and cuddle. Now it's romantic. Mm-hmm. After all that, we're going to cuddle. Yeah, cuddling and in make. a bed that is covered in vomit <laughs> and in all semen sorts. and saliva and just every imaginable body fluid is on that bed. And now they're going to stew in it. <laughs> and make out. As you listen to my heartbeat with your head against my chest, you protected by my arms. As the glass roof let us see the stars. Now I'm interested as to what fucking house they're in. Glass houses, don't throw rocks. (laughs) Don't throw stones. Our bodies keep each other warm, and you smile knowing I was the one to give you passion and make you feel alive. I can give you passion. Passion of the Christ. What are you now? Are you a commenter? No. (laughs) Are you like one of the people in the comment section of this article? You people, y'all people need Jesus. I'm Tracy, all lowercase. Sorry, I can't control my dreams, dot, dot, dot. But I feel bad, dot, dot, dot. I do still have emotions for you. Will you ever want to go out with me? Slanted, uh, face. Yeah. Oh, and what's your response? What do you think? <laughs> and then there's his yeah. face, wow. <laughs> That's well, that... Uh, was certainly something. Huh. I feel unclean. I want to believe the story. I want to believe it's true. I want to believe, but... Can you uh, contact people on Tumblr? I mean, I'm not going to comment. Well, the the blog was like taken down, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like I think they changed their URL for whatever reason. Because we tried to <laughs> they find because they're in witness the protection. Source. That's why they changed their URL because they're in witness protection. People <laughs> were trying to kill them. That's why they changed their URL. So anyway, yeah. Well, I was gonna say we could contact them. I want an update. I want to. I, I would interview them on the show if I could. Mm-hmm. But we don't know where they're at. You know, certain people maybe you shouldn't pursue. I did think we were going to have an interview with the warm-up comedian for the Colbert Report and the Daily Show, um, but uh, I knew, and I, I thought I'd give it a shot, and he did respond, saying mm-hmm. he'd be willing to do it, but he's one of those people that just follows a shit ton of people and then unfollows, mm-hmm. hoping that you follow, but... Uh. Got your hopes up. Yeah, well... Aww. Speaking of this, well, in this, I've, gotten, I've never gotten any creepy messages on Facebook. 
But I did get someone that text that Facebook messaged me, "Hey cutie, winky face." Oh. Yeah, that happened. Well, it was like two years ago, so it's in the, the candid- past. Oh. It's in the past. You had to go back that far. How is this relevant? Well, I'm just saying that I once got a Facebook message. Oh, is that what this was? Facebook? Probably. I mean, oh. that only seems to make sense to me. Right. But yeah, th- th- it was, hey, cutie, winky face. And I'm I curious say, how does And then I said, excuse me? And then they replied with, what? I think you're cute. And then I never replied. And now I've never spoken to that person. I hadn't ever spoken to them before. And I never spoke to them afterwards. But now whenever I see them, there's this tension. I'm probably imagining it, but it makes me laugh. So I'm going to. Oh, so you still see this person in public? Yeah. Oh. Next time you see him, wink. See what happens. Gonna not. See if a message pops up. Gonna not. All right. It'd be good for the show. Gonna not. Oh, that was something I did for the show. I went and saw a Christian comedian with my family. Oh. Hoping to get Well, that could have been a cool bit. Thank you for not sharing it till the very end. I can share it next week. Let's share it now. Not a whole lot happened. I mean, I wanted to, you know, it to be horrible and offensive and say, oh my God, you know, Christian culture. But I mean, it wasn't horrible. He had a influence from Brian Regan and Jim Mm -hmm. Gaffigan and all those, you know, Mm -hmm. clean comedians mixed in with the redneck stupid shit. But. Um, he actually has like a YouTube channel and stuff, so perhaps I will collect some uh, clips of his material and we'll talk about that on the next show. Welcome home. All right. Okay. We'll see you next week, everybody, assuming all goes as planned. <laughs> Fingers crossed. All right. See you later, everybody. <laughs>